0: Locked on Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, June 16th. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to leave me a review as well because I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. If you're a consistent listener to the Lockdown On Blackhawks podcast and you like the show, make sure to go and leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not watching the video version, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode from here on out, throughout the rest of the summer, into training camp later on this fall, there's going to be a video version of each and every episode. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and head over to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and subscribe to the channel. Also, smash the like button on any videos that you are watching. And make sure to turn on those push notifications so that you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. On the show here today, I am going to be sharing with you all a conversation that I had recently with Scott Matla from the Lockdown Canadians podcast, which is One of the biggest NHL shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network. They've done an amazing job, even though it was a struggle of a season for the Canadians this year. They did a great job covering the team. There's been a ton of news surrounding that organization in the last few years. Obviously, they made an incredible run to the Stanley Cup Final last season. Uh, So, if you have any interest in Canadian stuff, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Canadians podcast and follow Scott and Laura. Scott's at Scott Matla, and Laura is at the Active Stick. But the reason I had Scott Matler joined me for a conversation recently is because news broke not all that long ago that the Blackhawks requested a head coaching interview with Montreal Canadiens assistant coach Luke Richardson. So I kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about Richardson, what tendencies he has, what kind of guy he is the roles he's held with Montreal in the past three years that he's been there, how he fares with young players. I wanted to know more about Richardson because I do feel like he is a realistic candidate for the Blackhawks, given the direction that they're heading. So I thought it would be a good time to have on Scott, one half of the Lockdown Canadians podcast, to give me some more insight on Richardson. Uh, I previously uploaded this video to YouTube just to give all my listeners out there an incentive to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Again, if you haven't done that yet, make sure to go and do so because I'm trying to boost the account up as much as I can. I've gotten great support so far, but I really want to keep boosting up those subscriber numbers. So if you haven't done so yet, please head on over to the channel and click the subscribe button. It would mean a lot to you, boy. Uh, but I'm going to be doing that a lot in the future, conversations and interviews that I have with players or beat writers and whatnot. I'm going to be uploading them to YouTube first to give the listeners an incentive to to go and subscribe to that page. So, yes, this conversation has already been uploaded to YouTube, but I'm releasing it now for all my uh, followers that just listened to the audio version of the podcast. Again, go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. There's going to be a bunch of great stuff coming out there throughout the rest of the summer. You're going to want to check it out, and that way you'll be notified on everything that's happening with the Chicago Blackhawks this season. So with that being said, please, uh, I hope you all enjoy this conversation that I had with Scott Matlow to learn more about Luke Richardson. All right, welcome in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Joining me now for a, a quick conversation is one half of the Lockdown Canadians podcast and Scott Matla to talk a little bit about Luke Richardson, who was recently uh, mentioned as someone who the Chicago Blackhawks requested for a head coaching interview. He's been serving as the assistant coach for the Montreal Canadiens for the last couple of years. So I figured it would be a good time to bring on Scott, someone who knows more about Luke Richardson and his tendencies and whether or not he could be a good possibility to be the next head coach for the Chicago Blackhawks. But first, Scott, I got to say thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me, man. I I really appreciate it. How are you doing on this Friday afternoon?
1: I'm doing good. I got a long, full weekend (laughs) off of work ahead of me. So, and thank you. I'm always happy to answer questions, especially as it relates to Habs coaches, former Habs coaches. We don't really know. Uh, and the Luke Richardson news was, I, I don't want to say it's out of left field, but a little bit unexpected because Martin St. Louis, when he signed his new contract, said he expected to have the same bench going into this year. And then the Canadians said not only that they gave Richardson permission for this interview, but for any other ones that came down the line. So I m- think maybe he isn't the front runner, maybe like he's in Chicago. Uh, there's definitely interest around the league in the uh, Canadians defensive coach there.
0: And what's kind of interesting, too, is when I started doing a little bit of research on Richardson, once this news came out, the Blackhawks requested a head coaching interview with him. Uh, Obviously, he had a very long and successful NHL career. He played over 1,400 NHL games as a defenseman. After he retired in his final year with the uh, Ottawa Senators, he went on to become an assistant coach there. And he actually became the head coach of their AHL team in in Hampton. And I read something about how they asked him about coming back up to Ottawa and being an assistant coach there. and He said, no, I'd rather be the head coach here because I want to be a head coach one day down the road. And even a few years back when Ottawa was looking for a new head coach, he wanted his name thrown in that ring as well. So it kind of sounds like maybe Montreal per se doesn't want him to go but it feels like this is kind of a path that Luke Richardson has always wanted it seems like he's always wanted or felt confident that he could be an NHL head coach have you like kind of seen this coming potentially or or do you feel like um, maybe it's a little early for Luke Richardson to be a head coach what's kind of your feel on that
1: My thought is, is that I'm surprised it didn't come before last season, because when Dominique Ducharme was out with COVID going into, I believe it was the Vegas series, Luke Richardson is the one that was given the helm on the bench there to run the team. And obviously we know how that series went for the Canadians. They upset Vegas, went to the Stanley Cup final. He's a guy who I think players want to play for. He gets it. He, you know, he works a lot with the young guys and he's not... I don't want to say he's not a hard-ass or anything like that. They're NHL coaches. Everyone's got a little bit of that. They're not your best friend all right. the time, but he's well-respected. They're going to listen to a guy like that. You don't play 1,400 NHL games and not command some respect out of the players on the bench and they want to go play for him, the same way they want to play for Martin, saying the Wii in that. Uh, and... He did decently well with the ahl team there in ottawa and i believe he went and was a coach on uh, for the islanders for a little yeah, bit for too. a little bit and then he became the defensive coach in montreal and the results are all over the board obviously the playoffs last year the defense locked it down Carey price helped a lot but the penalty kill and everything onwards was incredible like he had them playing almost perfect defensive hockey and then last year, the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Obviously, Shea Weber's not there. Joel Edmondson's injured. Carrie Price isn't there. I th- It's very hard to know which side he is. I do think that a team like Chicago could benefit from a guy like Luke Richardson. He, he gets along well with the younger guys. He has the respect of the veterans there. And Chicago's in that kind of weird mix of they're on the cusp of just burning everything down and starting new, but they have enough young talent that they're still trying to make things happen a little bit, at least from my outside view. And Richardson feels like a really good guy to plug in there for right now to go, hey, I'm here to get everyone back on track. This is the system we want to do and kind of get them routed back towards where they're used to being, which is at the top of the central division.
0: Yeah. And that's interesting that you bring that up, that you know, he's not per se a hard ass. Like you said, everyone has that fire inside. You kind of have to be to be an NHL head coach. But when Derrick King came on as the interim for the Blackhawks after that disastrous start that they had, he was more so kind of just like a breath of fresh air in the locker room, right? And Jeremy Colliton, their previous head coach, was very into his system and the schematics of that and being in the right place and doing the right things at the right time. And Derek King kind of came in and just let them play, let them be a little bit relaxed. And I think that kind of mentality is was, was big. The Blackhawks responded well to it for a little bit. I just didn't think King really had as much experience from behind the bench where he could kind of turn it around full circle with Luke Richardson and that kind of, you know, respect that he draws as, a, as an NHL veteran who played as long as he did. Um, do you feel like with his experience, given his background, like he, he you feel like he could be a good fit for this young team that's kind of trying to find their niche and find out like who who's going to be the core young players? He fits in well with young guys is kind of what I'm getting to, because that's going to be really important for the Blackhawks. Their young players is what's going to change the tide of this franchise the Blackhawks aren't going to get any better until those young guys hopefully come in and play a factor do you think Luke Richardson is someone who could be really influential and have a positive impact on those young players and get the best out of them all right this conversation with Scott Matla from Lockdown Canadians will continue in just a moment but first I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The RockAuto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And you can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and also the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So I spend up to twice as much money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And make sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent
1: you. I do. uh, Like I go back to his AHL tenure, and obviously a big thing that I do for my writing job is I cover the Habs AHL affiliates there. And when you have a good AHL feeder, even if your coaches, they aren't winning a Calder Cup every year, being a deep playoff team every year, if they're graduating players that make your system and you have a coach who's doing that consistently, you're in a good spot. And him wanting to stay in Binghamton, and then go from there and send those guys up to Ottawa and not be an assistant at the NHL level because he wants to be there for these guys, I think signals that he can do very well with young players. Obviously, the NHL is a different beast, but I think with the couple of years he spent in Montreal and then in Long Island and with Senators before that, he gets how this operates. He knows what the deal is with this. He knows what's expected. And Chicago is going to be no different. They expect to be good and they expect to win things. That is a, That is a the, you know, mantra of this team, you don't win three Stanley cups inside of a decade and not expect to win all the time. Uh, I think he's very likely a good fit, even if it's just in the interim to get this team where it needs to go. And then eventually they, you know, cycle through, but I think he's a guy to kind of get them on the right course here. And it all starts with one first step. And I think he's a very good one for that. He's a stable presence. He's not volatile. He's not John Tortorella. He's not, you know, Mm -hmm. Bruce Cassidy, who is apparently very tough on his younger players, he's a guy that's going to help them kind of get where they need to be and get them on the right track going forward. And it's it's that first push, basically. I'd almost call it like a training wheels coach, almost. I think he is a lot better than last year's show in Montreal. That goes around a lot. Uh, but I think he, if Chicago's looking, you could do a lot worse than someone like Luke Richardson on your bench as you're starting to retool and rebuild your franchise a bit.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really going to be the – the crucial thing that this front office is looking for, right? We we know there's Burst Cassidy out there on the market, Barry Trotz, Pete DeBoer, some veterans who have coached successful NHL teams over the past handful of years. But I feel like with the Blackhawks, given that they're not particularly in a rush, they just want to make sure they do it right. Doing it right is more important than turning it around fast. And I feel like based on the comments that you've made about Richardson, that seems like a more of a comfortable fit for their front office because they know that they need to have success with those younger guys. They need to make sure they're developing properly in order to do this. Right. So that's interesting to hear that. You you mentioned that. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, I'm assuming with Luke Richardson being a defenseman throughout his NHL career, obviously he was probably, I'm assuming in charge of all the defense stuff in Montreal. You mentioned the penalty kill earlier. What kind of were his duties exactly as the assistant for Montreal in the past few years?
1: so he was very much he handled the defenseman uh alex Burroughs and trevor latowski worked with the forwards under both martin st louis and dominique ducharme and i believe uh luke richardson was here when claude julian was the coach for the time being uh the penalty kill was definitely his and the defense is obviously his he works with them and when it works the canadians didn't allow anyone near carey price a lot of the shots are coming from distance or they have to come off a of set plays and face-offs because they're not getting broken down but this past year with so many people injured the canadians defense was just in constant flux that you have one guy who played most of the time and that was david savard and god love him david savard could not be playing the minutes that he was asked to this year he's not the kind of guy who's going to meet people at the blue line it wasn't always an aggressive defense it was very passive sometimes to get them into where they want the canadians would engage them then along the boards and let Carry Price make saves when you don't have Carry Price and you don't have Jake Allen for part of the season system doesn't always work uh so there is some uh modernization to his game that could uh that needs to happen but he knows the defensive zone like the back of his hand it's not always going to be pretty but most rebuilding coaching stints aren't hmm. uh I I think that there is somewhere I don't think he's as bad as this past season showed And I don't think he's as perfect as that playoff run show. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, which is still a pretty good grouping overall. If you're uh, the Chicago Blackhawks with Luke Richardson on the bench.
0: Yeah. And the the defense for the Blackhawks has been basically a nightmare and what's plagued this team ever since they kind of fell out of revelancy, excuse me. Uh, back in 2016-17. They've been near the bottom in team defense over the last four or five years. Feels like they really need a system change coming in. And until they do that, I really don't see this team getting any better. So I think that's a very key area for whoever the next head coach is going to be, that they're going to be able to find some sort of success on the back end here in Chicago. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, when I was um, DMing you earlier, you said Luke Richardson, a very well-respected guy, but he does have some coaching flaws. I was curious if you could kind of a elaborate on what you meant by that exactly
1: so uh like I was saying this past year the defense was not great passive defense only works if you're getting saves and if you're not helping out your goalie like Samuel Montembeau Jake Allen Caden Primo for a time got absolutely shellacked for a long period of time sometimes they made a lot more saves sometimes they didn't and when your defense is getting beat up you can't play a passive style you need to be aggressive especially on the penalty kill to cut down angles they tend to collapse towards the net and one if your goalie can't see the puck he's not going to save the puck unless it hits him and if you're coming in so close you're allowing people space to operate to go across the slot across that royal road that home plate area there and that's a big thing i think he needs to work on is having some flexibility to realize okay Here are the guys that can play that passive style. Here are the guys that I think can have, you know, a little bit more aggressive, meet them at the blue line, challenge the puck carrier coming into the zone and getting the puck out with, on under control. Just a little bit of flexibility to his coaching style will go a long way because like I said, when your goalie's making saves, everything's great. But the minute it starts to go bad and your only option is, well, we're going to try it again. uh, You're not in a good situation for what you need overall.
0: Alright, this conversation with Scott Matlow from Lockdown Canadians will continue in just a moment, but first... Real quick, I need to pay the bills. I got to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us. It's about to take over for the summer, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, and player performance props. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball, from the NHL and NBA finals, esports, golf, Boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game begins. Yeah, and you mentioned part of that was not having Carey Price or Jake Allen to be the guys to make those saves. One thing I mentioned when this report first came out, and a lot of people, or I wouldn't say a lot of people, but I did have a couple people mention that, maybe like, oh, the Montreal Canadiens were the worst team in the league this year. Okay, well, I honestly don't know if I've seen more injured teams like than what I saw out of Montreal this season. Like, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. So for the Blackhawks fans out there with that kind of perspective, I, I hope that they all take into mind that this was just an absolutely derailed Montreal Canadiens team and don't forget the year prior Luke Richardson was on the bench when they had an incredible postseason run so you can kind of go either way and and like you said it's probably more so somewhere in the middle there Uh, but Scott I got two more questions for you one of the last about Luke Richardson honest opinion If the Blackhawks went this route, do you think it would be a good fit? Do you think Luke Richardson is ready to be a head coach in the NHL and this could be a situation that would both benefit he and the team at the same time?
1: Given where the Chicago Blackhawks right now are as a franchise in terms of their on-ice talent and what they need to do to get back to being a title contender again, I think in the short term, the next, you know, let's say, three to four years, Luke Richardson's going to help kind of get them back on track. He isn't going to make them worse. He isn't going to cause some catastrophic failure. He's going to kind of get their sights, you know, readjusted here, heading in the right direction. And then it might be, hey, okay, that's when you hire that. I'm not going to say Cassidy and Trotz are going to be out there, but then you go for that big fish after that. He's not a long-term solution. I will happily be wrong if that is, if he does end up being that, but in the interim for the next couple of years, I think you could do a lot worse than having Luke Richardson on your bench to just try and help organize the team a little bit, figure out what you've got. So when you're the GM and whatever you need to do, you go, OK, these are the players that can fit through this. This is what we're going to do now and go from there. in uh, long term, it's up in the air. He hasn't been a head coach at any level long enough for me to get a real good read, especially at the NHL level. And Montreal's been such a roller coaster with him on the bench, through no fault of his own in most cases, it's hard to get a full read on what he's done with the Canadians too. But I think in the short term, for the next couple years, Luke Richardson's about as safe a bet as you could probably make.
0: Yeah, and I am actually really curious how exactly... Kyle Davidson, the new general manager in the Blackhawks front office, are kind of going to evaluate that because they know where they're at right now. Kyle Davidson's come on and he said this is going to be a rebuild. And even based on some recent news of Alex Dabrinkit possibly being available, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, too. Apparently, they the Hawks could be willing to eat half that salary to move on from them. Dylan Stroman, Dominic Kubalik aren't coming back. I'm curious as to how they're going to value the short term versus the long term with this head coaching decision, because like I said, obviously they know where they are and they know they're going to need a head coach that has to help with those young guys and help them, like you said, kind of get organized these next few years and get things back on track. But once they get things back on track, are they going to want to stay committed to that coach that they named this summer? Or are they going to want to move on somewhere else? Obviously, we probably won't know until we see how the success goes the next few years. But that's definitely interesting to keep in mind with Luke Richardson as a top candidate. So it seems right now. Last question I got for you, Scott, before I'll let you go. I'd be a fool if I didn't at least ask about what's the buzz going on in Montreal right now about, you know, getting the number one overall pick. Obviously this past year didn't go as anyone wanted it to, but don't forget you are just one year removed from being in the Stanley cup final. So what's kind of the buzz around Montreal landed the number one overall pick in a home draft. How's the city feeling about it?
1: Well, everyone is excited. Like it, it it's everyone wants it to be July 7th. I want it to be July 7th because I don't want to wait another month here. Uh, The biggest thing is there's the ongoing debate. Are they going to take Slavkovsky? Are they going to take Shane Wright? Are they going to pick a defenseman? Are they going to trade up for the second overall pick too? The the intensity of the hype around the city and everything right now is through the roof. Uh, Obviously, Martin St. Louis was re-signed. They hired Marie-Philippe Poulain to help work in player development. They re-signed Chris Weidman. And they're slowly doing these little things to kind of ramp up and it, the buzz you can feel it growing more and more each day as we get closer and closer to July 7th we are we are on the cusp of the Bell Center just exploding I I personally can't wait I like I plan on being there whether that be through the media or as a fan one way or the other I'm going to be there to witness this uh the buzz it's just incredible and people are debating obviously who are they going to pick this and that like it does every year but when they announce Shane Wright on July 7th, the bell center going to need a new roof and Jeff Molson's going to be able to pay for it in all the new Shane Wright jerseys he can print starting that night. So uh, it's, it, it's electric. Like fans are excited. Like the rocket are in the playoffs right now, which helps. There's a lot of Habs prospects still playing in the um, CHL playoffs. Everyone's hyped for the future. It's not just the draft. It's, Everything going into next season. Now we got Martin saying the lead back Cole Caulfield is rebounded. Nick Suzuki is Nick Suzuki. And the first overall pick the buzz for the future is, you know, this season just ended. I'm like, good. Need a break from hockey. And I'm like, all right, when can I get more of this young, you know, talented hockey team here? So uh, everyone's, everyone's just kind of giddy on edge. It's almost like a kid on Christmas. They're just waiting to rip into that big Nintendo 64 sitting under the tree right now.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. And I'm hopeful that one day the fans here in Chicago can be that excited about the future of their team again, because it's been a little bleak over here in the last couple of years. But Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And thanks for all the insight you provided on Luke Richardson this afternoon. If you want to take a quick second to plug your show, let my listeners know if they got some interest on hearing more about who could be the number one overall pick this year. It sounds like you believe it's going to be Shane, Wright. Please let them know where they can find you on social media.
1: Uh, you can follow our show Locked on Canadians at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter, Locked on Canadians on YouTube. If you're a visual person, uh, you can follow me at Scott Matla, M-A-T-L-A on Twitter. Uh, I do a lot of AHL content and draft profiles and stuff for Eyes and the prize over at SB Nation there. Uh, you can follow all my stuff there. I'm going to be tweeting AHL highlights here in the next hour or so. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm always happy to help chat, give people some insight on uh, what went wrong or who, you know, what's coming out of Montreal if they're looking for anything like that. So, uh, Jack, thank you so much for having me on, man.
0: Hey, thank you, man. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Go rock it. Hopefully, they'll get a W for, uh, for you tonight and kickstart your weekend on a positive note, buddy.
1: Absolutely.